The point is exercise. You keep the exercise going, you retain your muscle tissue. After you hit the 40s, you start declining because you get people that are, that are my age and they look more older, but they haven't taken care of themselves. From the Pritikin Longevity Center in Miami, Florida, welcome to the Healthier Everyday Podcast, where we talk about your health, your fitness, your mindset, the food you eat, and putting it all together to create an amazing lifestyle. In this episode, we talk to Ivan Farron, Pritikin's Director of Clinical Exercise. Ivan is a veteran of the fitness industry with decades of experience and has been with Pritikin for the last 34 years. We're gonna talk about how to stay fit into your 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, and beyond, and exercising even when you're tired and what to do in that situation. So enjoy today's episode and don't forget to like and subscribe. You sure you don't want a coffee? I'm fine. Okay. My goodness, you need drugs, caffeine. I need, I need a coffee. I don't know. I didn't I get much sleep last night. I had coffee this morning, an espresso. Yeah. I was at 6 o'clock in the morning. Do you drink coffee every day? An espresso first thing in the morning. And then after lunch, I got uh, instant coffee. Okay. And that's two it. Two cups, I guess. Two cups. Two cups a day. I drink about two cups, too. Yeah, no, no. I don't want to get the habit that I can need coffee every three hours or so. Mm-hmm. I like, you know, I, I like the jar in the morning, the caffeine from the espresso, and then a little in the afternoon because we eat a lot of carbohydrates, so it tends to make us sleepy. Yeah. Do you drink, do you drink coffee, do you find coffee helps you with your workout? Uh, I don't use it as an, uh, to help me in my workout, but uh, I help, uh, coffee helps in concentration. Okay. I, it, it, and that's well established medically. So mm-hmm. caffeine uh, is uh, helping concentration. And if I help with that, it, it helps with exercise and whatever. But I don't use any, uh, as, you know, at this stage of the game, I don't need it. So, like, when you're, if you're like, maybe didn't get enough sleep the night before, you're, uh, and then you want to do a workout, but you're feeling a little tired, I go lighter. You just go a little bit lighter. I go an easy exercise instead of doing heavy lifting. I go, I keep the weight light. I go through the routine. I still exercise. Mm-hmm. Just go a little bit lighter. So in my situation, when I sit, tell you I'm tired and I don't want to work out with you this afternoon, you would say, just well, you go, go light. But you go home and you do core, you do some exercises on your own, but still keep the habit. It's mm-hmm. just to keep the habit. Mm-hmm. And I tell the participant that all the time. Keep the habit going Even because uh, you can make excuses. You already make one. Oh, I don't feel good. Tomorrow, you just pass midnight again, you're going to make another habit. No, no, no. And it doesn't take too long to stop exercising regularly. So like things like maybe some flexibility, some stretching, some yoga, some light, some just light workout. You do a light workout and just get, set yourself for a good half hour. If the energy come back to you, you will do the other half hour. That's true because I find yeah, when I'm tired. It's like, a, yeah. like when you do cardio. You get on a treadmill, say, I'm too tired, I'm not going to be able to. Start the first 10 minutes, mm-hmm. easy, mm-hmm. on a treadmill or whatever machine you like. If after 10, 15 minutes you s- I'm still tired, get off because your body needs it. Your body needs to oh, okay. rest. But if you want, once you start exercising, 
your blood pressure, your muscles, everything start, your endorphins start kicking in. Or by the time you realize it, God, I went half hour, no problem. Mm-hmm. The point is never try to exercise too late. That's, that's so cool. That, that, that will affect your sleeping pattern. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, nine times out of ten, you when you feel tired before a workout and you start working out, you, you end the workout and you feel like a new person. Well, yeah, yeah. Sure, you're endorphin and uh, adrenaline is flowing. Mm-hmm. Adrenaline goes up when we're exercising. And the more intense, the more. So, but like you say, you want to just want to have a good night's sleep. So you go in and lazy, light workout before eight o'clock at night. Never exercise after eight. Why, why, why don't you exercise after? Only because I'm not, you know, it, it perks me up. Oh, it wakes you up so you can't uh, sleep. Yeah, it makes gotcha. you up and it's going to keep me late. And you have to be here it's before seven o'clock every day. Yeah. I'm here before at 6.45. Doing, doing, doing classes. I stretch outside in the morning. I prep the room where I'm going to be uh, exercising, core or weights. I help uh, setting up the gym, the equipment, everything. So what, it, like, what is a typical day for like a, a guest at Pritikin in terms of their, ex- their workouts with you? Well, like- remember, uh, every participant that comes to the program get assigned to a team. They get to assign a team and they're required to do cardio work every day. They require to do weight training three times a week and core exercises three times a week. And there's in addition to all these uh, other classes that we offer, mm-hmm. electives, let's call them electives, like, the, like the aquatics, yeah. like the yoga, like Pilates, they have some elective classes. But mandatory, basically, we can call them mandatory cardio work every day and either Core or strength training. That's on their schedule. Depend mm-hmm. on what team they're in. If they're in it, you know, the color of the team indicates at what time they, their exercise is and what classes are going to have. Mm-hmm. So everybody gets assigned to a specific team. Based on their ETT. That's part of it. Based on their ETT, their medical, uh, they get their, their medical um, exam. And also we give them a mini uh, test. There's some basic exercises they have to perform. Okay, so if you're so if you're you got some work to do, then you go into this yeah. thing. If you got if you're some people have a very good cardiovascular fine, but sometimes they have a, a limitation in one area. Mm-hmm. So that they, you say, wow, this guy can run, a run, no problem, but maybe he has a shoulder injury, and then he limited in that sense. Mm-hmm. So everything has to be evaluated. And based on that, we have different groups. Based on that, uh, and he, he or she will be upset and whatever, based on that. Mm-hmm. So, so you're pretty much doing some sort of workout. You're doing cardio every day. You're do. doing strength training three times a week and mm-hmm. core two times. Three times a week. Three times a week. If they're in the program, a participant, that's basically what they do. Mm-hmm. Not me. I exercise every day. You do strength training every day? No. No, no. I do strength training four times a week. Four times, okay. Leaving a day in between. Because when you do strength training, you need at least one day to recover, to grow. If I work my arm every day, the same exercise every day, instead of getting stronger, you reach a point that it's not going to happen. I'm breaking too much muscle mass, muscle cells. 
So you have to allow the muscle to grow. But I can do all the variation, all the exercises. Hmm. So I exercise every other day. Like, uh, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, and then. So I try to space my strength training workout in between. And we have our participants very close to that routine. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, the, you know, usually I work my whole body in one session and then except core. Core, I work it out separately at home because it's easier. You don't, you don't need machines to go. Right. You put a mat on the, on, on the living room or in the den and do my strength, my core exercises, which take me the, between 20, 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. And I had three supervisors there watching me. Four leg supervisors. <laughs> okay. My dog come and sniff me and say, "Oh, he's alive. He's laying down, but he's alive. He's <laughs> he he's been uh, at work all day." So, as far as the electives go, what electives do you do you uh, teach? Uh, well, I do uh, the aquatic classes. I do four aquatic classes every day. I teach a flex thirty, which also is a stretching class. It's an elective, but it's a 30-minute uh, class of just stretching, standing, and on the mat. We do stretching. It's, it's called the Flex 30 class. Sometimes I do uh, balance and stability, mm -hmm. which is another class which I'm substituting for some of the other instructors. I can do balance and stability. So you're doing the classes, the strength classes, and the cardio classes in the morning. And then you have electives later in the morning and then in the afternoon, afternoon right? I do aquatics mostly. Isn't that a, isn't that a lot? That's a, that seems like a lot. No? Not really. No, but no. You know, you have, my day's between eight to ten hours a day, so I I gotta be busy. But as far as in, in terms of like a guest going through the program, like um, to, when they like yeah, but they're not what is selective. They're not required to do it. So who, so who, like, uh, who you suggested, and I say, well, you know, like, some people have issues with their joint, or their, and they say, I think the aquatic classes will help you more, mm -hmm. because you still want to burn as much calorie as you can through the exercise, which, by coming into the uh, aquatic classes, do you have some back issues or something like that? Mm -hmm. uh, in the water, we're lighter, easy to move, or whatever. You can supplement your morning exercise, or we're going in the pool. Mm -hmm. And that will be an, an elective class for you. You could do the aquatics class instead of like maybe like a strength class if you have some maybe joint issues or or in some cases maybe some people, uh, from... the doctors say no no weight training for this person. And then they would go to and like they, aquatics. They do or... aquatics or they only limited to a stretching routine mm -hmm. things like that. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's why we have those elective. Mm -hmm. And people can be some cases they even recommend a one to one basis personal training. We to, do some personal training. To like, to, to, you know, some people, they need it. Mm -hmm. Some people have an exercise here in uh, 20, 30 years. Mm -hmm. And they're in really, really bad condition. Mm -hmm. And if they try to, and when you have a class, there's so much time you can allot to every person. It's a group class. As a group class. If I have a class uh, of uh, 14, 12, mm -hmm. 14 person. I can only have a, a few minutes with you. Mm -hmm. The moment I turn my back, you're probably doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. I hurt yourself. Mm -hmm. But then in some cases, they say, uh, Tony should be doing uh, personal training with so-and-so. You know, go and see Frank. 
and see what Frank recommends for this situation. Frank, he's a biomechanical. He's a biomechanical physical therapy, and he can do a, an evaluation of this person and determine and tell us, hey, listen, add this, this, this to the routine. He needs to work on his, uh, what do you call the muscle back here? You know, the, the scapular, scapular. Or, or on the deltoids or shoulders or elbow. You know, some people have old injuries and they never treat it. Yeah. And sometimes all it takes is just to start working it out and get that joint back into it. But if they, you know, and Frank is ex very good to, to do this. So you work together with Frank and then you develop kind of a plan for the guest. Frank give us the, yeah. uh, the plan for, he said, here, I evaluated Tony. He has this, this, this problem. You know, he said, and then uh, the, you know, we assigned some, one of us to handle that person. Mm. And other people like to have a personal training. Besides doing this, sometimes they want to work with somebody because people would like to be coached. Well, and, and it goes back to what you said about working the same muscle over and over. There's the personal trainers know so many exercises mm -hmm. that variation. they can throw it. That they can throw at you in variations. So even if you, even if like I find myself kind of doing the same thing over and over, and like just getting a. Uh, I was working out with Mitch the other day, and, uh -huh. and he, you know, he throw you some he, different exercises, some different which exercises. work the same yeah. muscle groups, but it's uh, from a different angle, mm -hmm. and it stimulate them differently. You know, so yeah, there's many ways to skin a cat, right? Now that you say. Yeah. yeah. So you've been here how long? Been uh, now with Pretty Game total time, 34 years. 34 years. So with Pretty Game. I started uh, back in Miami Beach. Miami Beach. Back in 1988. Mm -hmm. Speaking of, how, very, you know, different exercises, has there... Oh, the program has changed. How, how has the program changed over the last uh, 34 years? Well, when I started back, uh, you know, uh, one of my classmates pulled me from, asked me to come and help. And because we graduated from FIU and she was the, she used to run the uh, exercise department. And she said, can you come and help us? I was already working part-time for South Miami Hospital too. Mm. So I was working for a hospital, but I said, fine. And uh, when I went into Pritigine, I started doing exercise tolerance tests with the doctors. I met Dr. Lair, Dr. Bauer, the founders of the Pritigine program in Florida. Mm -hmm. So I worked with them. And I basically, on Mondays, we used to do all, all day long exercise testing. So they were examined and we test them. I spent the whole day from 8 o'clock in the morning to <laughs> one year. Lair and I, we were working out some people. And I say, Ivan, he say, in one hour, it's going to be a new year. It was about 11 o'clock, New Year's Eve. I say, yeah, we're going to be shaking hands in about one hour because a new year was coming. It took us all day because it was New Year's Eve. That was funny, man. But that's, things happen like that. And from a little bit of helping, then they start asking me, hey, Ivan, can you go work with us a little bit more? So you start adding, and I like the program. It's very different from a hospital setting. Mm -hmm. Hospital setting, it was different. I was dealing with the HIV virus situation in the 80s. Oh, wow. So it was rough. So here it was healthy, a healthy environment. Everybody improved. Mm -hmm. You can get me anybody who comes through the program. They follow the diet, the exercise, their health improve. So yeah. Sometimes you don't see that in the hospital setting. Yeah. Sometimes you see uh, people get more medication or they catch another disease. 
Yeah. At a, at, you know, you go to the hospital with some situation and you catch pneumonia there. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. the germs are all over the place. Mm-hmm. So that's the situation you you know. So I worked part-time at Pretty King in the South Miami Hospital. And eventually I did the transition. I went to Pretty King. And I became full-time employee. I was, I would say, in the 90, 90, 91, somewhere around that time. And it been it has changed. Uh, back in those days, Pritikin was a basic mom and pop operation. Mm-hmm. We have not even 50 employees. And we were at the, at the uh, Flamingo Hotel, an old hotel. And then I got into, I have, the, the, they gave me the job of organizing the walk. Mm-hmm. Wednesday, I had to take people for a walk. The, the uh, you know, the walk, we, 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 we go to the Fountain Blue Hotels in the back of the Fountain Blue Hotel. We have a that area that you can walk and walk all the way down to South Beach. Mm-hmm. So we used to take people, and I used to organize it so I can have uh, uh, I can have I used to have six part- six employees with me, and then I say the two fastest guys go in the front. I'm gonna have two in the middle, and I stay in the back with another person for the slackers or the draggers or the one that you know because some people barely can walk. Mm-hmm. I want to go. I ran. Take me. Take me. I want to go. It was in five minutes of walking. I'm tired. I've been, I can't go no more. So I have to call. And I used to call the, uh, the limousine service that we used to have in this. And down <laughs> the streets, they used to come to limousine and pick up two or three that were falling apart. Okay. Because you start as a group, but then it always spread like that. Yeah. The faster one going to the front, I got two, I got two here covering. And then the slowest one, which I was with the back group, the yeah. slower one, and another person helped me. We start losing them, and, and I have to be the last one. And I used to have a megaphone. Come on, move it. Did you really? And, oh, yeah, I have it. I still save it because I love my, my megaphone. And we used to carry walkie-talkies. <laughs> In those days, there were no cell phones. Yeah. We used to always walkie-talkie and say, "How's it going in the front, in the front row?" You know, I, I, man, I got one guy here down. <laughs> so we have we have people that helping and putting them in the car mm-hmm. and taking back to the hotel. We spend the whole time. So it was a three-mile walk, basically. You say three mm-hmm. miles is nothing, but some people, yeah, they want to be with the group and they are not physically fit, but they try. Yeah. Oh, that was, uh, but it was a good experience. Every Wednesday, everybody was, we was only once a week. Now we have walks every, every three nights a week or something yeah. like that. So, but that was fun. Another thing that we started there in Miami Beach was weight training. Mm-hmm. Weight training in those days was an optional class. Oh, wow. It's not like here. Here you have assigned to a, a strength training class. Back in those days, all we had was free weights, dumbbells. Uh-huh. Yeah. So the way uh, we, we put it, we set up benches, 10 benches, and we put uh, 10, 8, and 5 pounds free weights in each bench. It was so difficult to get women to do weights. They didn't want to do weights. Why do they think they were going to get see that was manly too things. big or something? No, that was men's are the one to lift weight, not women. They... They, they think they were going to be developing yeah, like, like men. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then all of a sudden, a marketing person was the one that came out with, uh, you know, Jane Fonda? Yeah. Jane Fonda. Yeah. She was doing uh, aerobic and weight training in, in, the, in, in, in something like this. Mm-hmm. 
And I said, hold on, women start asking me, is that the exercises Jane Fonda does at, on, on TV? I said, exactly the same. Keep your figure pretty, your muscle get firm and tight. Oh, I'm going to be to your class, Iron, because I was teaching weight training in the afternoon. And all the ones that were were a couple old veterans from the Army back in those days from World War II, uh, uh, lifting, you know. No, all of a sudden the class start filling up with the women. Mm-hmm. And the class that they were coming to, the weight, cl- weight training class. And eventually reach a point that we say weight training. We know, we, we learned this in school. It was part of the curriculum. At, and that weight, we call it progressive resistance exercise. It was part of it. So they, all of a sudden, weight training become. And from that, they all of a sudden, Pretty King got us a multi-unit. Like uh, a multi-unit, it's a, a, a machine that you can work from different angles. Mm-hmm. And we got that, and we make, start making progress in, in terms of strength training. So strength training became, a, became part of the program, but not at the beginning. The beginning, all we were using, it was the room that was half of the size of the gym we have here, was in a horseshoe shape that was surrounded by uh, treadmills very old ones, they were, and they used to be with a level. When you, you like driving a truck, mm-hmm. and you want to go faster, you move the level forward, and you hear that sound cranking up. They were very strong. I love those treadmill. It makes so much noise. Imagine 20 of those in a room. Looked like we were in a, in a factory. That was the first. And eventually, we start getting better equipment as, is, as time progressed. And then bicycles start coming in. Uh, it, it was like everything else. It was modernizing. But at the beginning, it was like that. And uh, you, get, you adapt to whatever mm-hmm. is what's coming. So what, it, like the strength training was just like the adopt. Like you did strength training with the free weights, but you just kind of, it, it just became popular. It became popular. Mm-hmm. But uh, in the Before it was like kind of. In, in the beginning of the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Prior it's crazy to that, how like, women's didn't yeah. do no weight training. It's crazy how something can become popular just based on a movie. Well, or the, a, a movie or, a, you know, it's like same as Arnold. Mm-hmm. You know, Arnold was, became a, a wow. They've been muscle men since history. Yeah. You know, back in the Hercules days. Mm-hmm. They were not around, but I grew up in the 50s. And in the 50s. Uh, there was Hercules, mm-hmm. movies called Hercules, guy, big muscle guys. That's all the job they used to get, the actors. Yeah. Hercules movie. And they were the big muscle guys. Yeah. And to Arnold, Arnold changed the, the, the lifestyle. So, you, so the place kind of modernized a little bit. And added, we were getting, you know. And then, and then currently, I mean, you, eventually they added DEXA scans and Fit3D scans. DEXA started back in Aventura. Yeah. We didn't have DEXA scanning. Back in those days, we, we started, uh, it was, the program used to be a 13-day program or a 26-day program. Mm-hmm. That's how, when I started with Predicting. So people didn't sign for a few days here or a few days there. You sign either for 13 days or for 26 days. That was the only two options. That's the, the way the Nathan Pritikin designed the program. But you guys always like uh, kind of tracked the improvements of the guests and like the, like their heart rate and. and no, no, that's rate. that was physiologically. Yeah, yeah. that's what we people get assigned a target, a training heart rate. They will uh, 
and the doctor go over the whole process um, and explain it. And we were already dividing people based on their fitness level. Mm -hmm. So that that's kind of the one constant is like the that way- That has been pretty close. It's been, uh, we have modified a little more because there's more better studies going on. More tests that you can and, do. Uh, and uh, yes, and since I have improved, everything is moving forward. Yeah. It's like everything else. What are some of the new machines that we've gotten recently? Well, right, right now, the latest uh, machine that we have, we have uh, some treadmills that in the past, the treadmill used to go to 15 degrees. Mm -hmm. Now this new treadmill that we have, brand new, they can go 30 degrees up mm -hmm. here. They're like climbers. Mm -hmm. So people don't have to go so fast, but they have to hold on because 30 degrees is up here. Why would you increase the incline versus because just increasing the speed? There's a different forms. You can use either speed or elevation mm -hmm. to stimulate the heart rate and increase the uh, work, the workload. So you don't have to do both, mm -hmm. one or the other. Some people can walk with a elevation, but they cannot run. They have oh, I see. Yeah. So instead of putting them to, not everybody's going to run. Yeah. So just give them a little grade, 5%, 10%. And that's how the, the uh, exercise tolerance tests can, they're different kinds. Mm -hmm. Some yeah. of them, yeah. they have elevation only. Some of them, they're flat because person cannot do any oh. elevation. Yeah. And some, there's the standard ones that are the main one. It's called, you know. It seems like no matter what condition, like there's a, there's always a option to no, no, to exercise. A lot of options nowadays. Mm -hmm. A lot more option and variation that when we we can take anybody now, even yeah. mod, modified. Mm -hmm. You know, I have even worked with people with mild strokes. Mm -hmm. They have suffered uh, what is called TIA, trans ischemia attack, and they're partially paralyzed on one side of the body. They still not totally, they're not to, but I can work with them. We can put them through some specific exercise. And, uh, and even in the pool, we can have them some exercises. And, and the one thing that we're all going to have to deal with is just exercising into, into um, as we get older. Because as we get older, well, our body starts that's, to- that's, that's a must. So how do you, what are the, what are, what are the, some of the challenges of aging well, we, and staying well, fit? as we age, your metabolic rate decline. Mm -hmm. It happens to us, all of us. Otherwise you will see baseball player playing with 80 years old out there. I will say around 40 years old is the, the, the time your body starts seeing significant change. You see baseball, basketball, football. When they, you got a guy who's 40 years old, they call him, you're an old, you're an old man. Tom Brady is what, 42? A little, almost 45, I'd say. Oh, really? But he's one in a hundred. Yeah, he's like a... Okay, and he's been well protected because yeah. he's a quarterback and you know that he, uh, he has a lineman and they've been good with him because if they leave him open, one of those big guys from the other side will run him over yeah. and destroy him. Yeah, after knees. after a game, he probably goes to the back and gets iced up. Yeah, and no, like, yeah, and uh, yeah, they, uh, you know, and he already every year he claimed that he's gonna resign. He's quitting, but we'll see. Uh, but forty years old, I I find that is when your body start making some serious change, Spe especially if you haven't been exercising regularly. If you exercise regularly, 
I exercised most of my adult life. So my transition was kind of even, mm-hmm. even though I know that I cannot do what I used to do at 40. Right. But my transition has been, like, uh, I still exercise. I yeah. still can move and keep up. And, How know, old are you? I'm 70 years old. 70 years old. I think when I first met you, I thought, I thought you were like 60. No, no, I'm, I'm 70. But when I heard 1952. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah, but because, well, yeah, maybe I have those genes that help me and keep me, you know, and I have taken care of myself. Mm-hmm. I never had the habit of smoking. Mm-hmm. Bad habit of drinking, mm-hmm. you know, one glass of wine here or something like that. But I've never been uh, some people that abuse their body. Like when I, I, I have my class reunion, my, every year, every 10 years, we used to go to our uh, high school reunion. Mm-hmm. And then you see missing people and mm-hmm. say, all the smokers are gone. They're already dead in mm-hmm. my class. Mm-hmm. Those were the heavy smokers in high school. Yeah. And now, then the second generation now, the last time I went, many heart attacks and cancer. And I start looking around, the, the groups start getting smaller, smaller mm-hmm. as we age. And we cut down, we, we have our high school reunion every five years. Because if we wait 10 years, there were gonna be nobody there. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it's happened. Yeah. You know, I, so what, what, are, what are some of the, the maybe exercises that you used to do maybe 10 years ago that you changed and did a variation and well, like the main it, I was running I yeah. was uh when I finished college I in college I was an athlete I did judo mm-hmm. judo is a form of a martial art but it's a, an olympic sport and it's like wrestling okay and uh you get a lot of injuries which at this stage of the game I will be doing it because I cannot afford to get injured right now but I did judo, I, made, I did well, I made the school letter and, and I have a scholarship. Mm-hmm. When I start judo in college, they pay everything for me. So it was, I got it a good opportunity. And I, but then like I, when I got married and settled down, I said, what am I gonna do now? I still like exercise, I was reasonably good shape. This is the seventies, I say, oh, I'm gonna start jogging. Jogging became very popular in the 70s. Everybody was jogging. And we have a club here in Miami, the Miami Runners Club. I was a member of it. And we met every Saturday morning, and we used to run. I used to do 16, 18 miles on a, on a, on a weekend. And the advantage with that was that you can eat with impunity. Yeah, you can eat. Oh, I have no mercy. I can do have a whole, uh, a, a whole pizza. Do the Michael Phelps diet. Oh, I, need, I could eat a whole pie and not gain a pound. Mm-hmm. On the contrary, I was lighter than I am now. But then with time, when you pass your 40s, your 50, arthritis starts setting in, mm-hmm. especially those joints that have suffered injuries and things. And I say, I cannot go on because the moment I met with a doctor and they look at my knees and say, they get funny, they start saying, oh, we can replace your knee. I can put your good knees there, good for 10, 15 years. And I say, my knees still work. Why he want to replace my knees? You know, it's the medical staff, it's money. Mm-hmm. And I say, no, I'm still good. Why don't we uh, use something? Oh, well, those other things are not approved or this or that. He wants to replace my knees uh, because he say, this guy's fit. I put a new knee on him and, uh, 
he recovered fast and I looked good. And at the same time, you know, I put a $15,000 knee on him. I say, and, uh, so I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. And I still have my old knees. Mm-hmm. What I did, I stopped running. Stopped running. In the year 2000 or 2001, I haven't run anymore. I don't do no, no races or nothing. I used to run like crazy. Yeah. All local races, marathon, everything. And uh, I love it. Every time I see people running, I miss it. Yeah. The only place you see me run, in the water, in the pool. When I'm more working with people, I move because in the pool, I'm lighter. You don't wait the same way you wait out here. So when I get in the pool and I start doing circles and they and keep move people, go, go, move it, move it. I'm, I'm exercising myself mm-hmm. and I'm doing my running in the water. So it keep me light. I weigh probably half of what I weigh out here. And I do the exercises in the pool. That's why I teach inside the pool. Yeah. I jump in. I take advantage of the, uh, the opportunity to exercise with, with them. And it seems like they like it too. Hey, yeah. the instructors, sometimes they say, why the other instructor? I don't want to put them and say, oh, they don't get in the water. Say, well, every, every instructor has their techniques and whatever. They want to show an exercise. Do this, do that. But people like to see the guy leading from the front. Mm-hmm. And I do it. I don't know how long I will be keeping that trend. But so far, it works for me in terms of exercise. So I do my cardio classes in the pool. And I do my weight training, like I mentioned to you. Do you use, like, um, instead of maybe using free weights, do you use more machines? Or do you use, like... Uh... No, I combine them. You can you, okay. You combine, but you, like when we have the COVID situation, I was locked in at home. We were in, you know, for a while at the house. I was using free weight. I went back to the old system. Mm-hmm. I have weights at home. I have a rack of weights. I have benches. I have, and I was working at home, and, because I didn't have access mm-hmm. to the weights, and I was not going to the gym. Mm-hmm. Because I used to belong for four gyms here. Just in case you wanted to change it up a little bit, huh? No, because when you reach 65 years old and you become a, you're on Medicare, oh. they call you a silver sneaker. Okay. And I became a silver sneaker. It was funny because the first time I went to apply, they look at me and say, you need to prove your age. What do you mean? Because you don't look like you're 65 years old and you had to show that you are 65 to become a silver sneaker. You get some discount and stuff. Probably here's my driver's license, hmm. and that was it. And I became a silver sneaker because usually you see the older people in the gym. The I mean the commercial gym, LA Fitness, mm-hmm. Your Fit, you know all these gyms that I used to go. Uh, older people, really old, you know. And I go and I work out with the the, the monsters out there. Yeah. And and just speaking about aquatics, like I. For some reason, I always pictured, like, thought aquatics of being like a, an easy exercise for some reason because you're in the be. pool and, and it, it doesn't. But when I saw you doing the aquatics well, class, you, well, you need to jump in. I need to jump in it. because, but I got tired just watching you guys. Oh. <laughs> it's matter, no. It can be uh, depend on. I always measure my group and I know them from the gym. Yeah. So I you know their fitness level or whatever. And if I have. Uh, a group that is less fit than the other, so I control the exercises. Mm-hmm. And I do an exercise everybody can, at least can, can perform. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, 
And usually maybe you have one young one that you say, oh man, this is, this is baby stuff. Could be baby, but all the other ones that are there, it's in my age category. Mm-hmm. They're older people, 60, 70 years old. Mm-hmm. So, and just, well, I'm, I'm going to do a Pilates class with uh, with Ellie. And that's perfect. Because I, I do mainly free weights, but like it's the it's when you do like the Pilates and the elective stuff, like the Pilates, the yogas, the the aquatics. It to me, it it, it hits muscles that you don't really hit with free well, weights, and and it kills me. It, well, yeah, the point is exercise. Yeah, if you no matter what, you keep the exercise going. You keep, you retain your muscle tissue. Mm-hmm. Like I mentioned earlier, after you hit the 40s, you start declining. Yeah. And you age at a slower pace than the rest of your, your peers. Because you get people there that are my age and they look more older. Mm-hmm. But, but they haven't taken care of themselves. Thank you for listening to the Healthier Everyday Podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes. If you're interested in discovering and learning about health and wellness, visit pritikin.com. That's P-R-I-T-I-K-I-N.com. 